We will lift our pointed spars on high, and in our shelves and free, <laughs> you over in Burton, we'll pledge our loyalty. Wow, Let's go, Bulldogs! Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome back. This is Small Brains Big Picks. Welcome back to Small Brains Big Picks. If you're looking for the starting five, again, therapy is going rocky, but they still are trying to have an amicable split. We're, we're confident they'll work it out somehow, but for now, uh, over uh, up there, if that's how this works on YouTube or whatever. Uh, yeah, we're on the side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just assume it's up next. Or you, yeah. ju- or you just right watched there. it. Right, right, Wait, right. These don't give advice, right? So hanging out yeah. over there is... Uh, no, I think... <laughs> Yo, are you, in, is, uh, are you in big picture? Our man? small brain big picks starting five, the Cinco. The Cinco. The, 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 the Cinco. cinco. <laughs> um, um, but now we're ready, we're ready for our, our, our main, our, our main uh, topics of the day. Uh, we have as, a special guest. We do. Uh, welcome. Who's that? You. Oh, hi. I'm Reed. <laughs> Who, who are you, you think, and how did you, you get here? <laughs> I, I, I am brothers to these two, and I got here uh, through the Mirko flight. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Wright. Right. Um, which, which one? You know. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> he knows who he is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, we are, uh, we are on vacation. We have vacation to the living room indeed, for, for yeah. the filming of the podcast. Uh, a lot of space in here. It's cavernous, one might say. A lot of room. Uh, a lot of room. Brain's getting, uh, brain's getting smaller, picks getting bigger, so uh, we big, had to do it. Picks, yep. We had to do it. Yep. Um, so uh, our first topic, we're going to start off by discussing, in the, in the holiday spirit, discussing um, sports and holidays and, and athletes and holidays and, and how uh, athletics and, and sport is significant around holiday time and maybe takes on even extra significance or a different significance for each of us. Um, sure. You want to get us started, Andrew? Uh, well, so the classic is uh, the, um, I forget what it's called, it's the sport you play where you throw like a, a kind of like... Death ball. Death ball. Death tackle, uh, I think is what it's that's called. That's the XFL as uh, founded by Vince McMahon. Right. Okay, right. yep. Uh, so football on Thanksgiving, football on Christmas, mm-hmm. football on New Year's are the top three. And then you got football, uh, uh, baseball on 4th of July. And uh, basketball games on Christmas. Basketball um, games on Christmas, though that's like a distant... Distant fifth. There's basketball right. on Thanksgiving, but no one gives a crap. Yeah, but like the that's Christmas Day, said, NBA Christmas, Christmas Day is big. Yo, uh, that's my favorite part of that is this conversation of like, oh, is it like right or wrong for athletes to have to play on Thanksgiving? Ironically, Kyrie Irving is one of the few who got the day off, and he like couldn't have given less of a shit about Thanksgiving. Right, right. I mean... Um, he was dying to play basketball Thursday. Right, yeah, He was yeah, just yeah. sitting alone in his room eating like eggs. Right, he said, "Fuck Thanksgiving." So I, I guess since you brought it up, we can go into into that kind of line of thought first. Of so we think about it from a fan's perspective naturally, but do you guys think that athletes should be compelled to play on or not compelled? Of course, they're compelled if there's this game scheduled. But uh, do you think that it's it's fair? Should we give these guys the day off on Christmas just like we expect it? Yeah, of course. I think so. I think that that they 
they are in the entertainment industry. I mean, the way they, their contract gets paid is from TV deals. Um, so that it's just part of the game. I mean, I, like... So you do think they should I think, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fine. I think that they, if they complain about it, they're fools. Mm-hmm. I agree that's fine. I think if they complain about it, it's like, all right, sick. Like, you're still going to do it. Like, you can, like, voice your opinion, obviously, and, like, be like, yo, it kind of sucks to uh, play on Christmas. I do yeah. think it's kind of like... Like, it's not a terrible president to be like, oh, yeah, I'm making a million dollars today to play basketball. And, right. like, it's not like people who are in the NBA hate basketball. It's like, I'm sure, and, like, to be fair, a lot of them are young and probably don't even have necessarily, like, a big family thing that they might be going to mm-hmm. otherwise. And I'm, su- I'm sure that some of the ones that do have, like, play on Thanksgiving, they probably have their whole family up in a suite that's right. provided they can, by the team. Exactly. The so they're they're paying for the whole family. The whole family now gets part of their Thanksgiving experience is watching you play yeah. and from then a, going and having box. dinner at your at your yeah. mega mansion after. I think um, it, is, it is a job sports, but it's like both for the family and for the players, it's usually quite fun. So it's like... Like it's like fun to like go and get to play yeah. professional basketball, even if it's like oh, I won't get to eat right. turkey at two p.m. today. Unless you're on the Lions and you're playing in what he refers to as the Detroit Super Bowl on Thanksgiving, and they lose it every year. Sure do. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, we don't yeah. talk about that. We don't talk about football. Right. Right. True. Um, but interesting thought. I mean, I I feel like I I often am trying to kind of learn to humanize professional athletes a little bit more and remember that they're not just commodities, but they are employees just like anyone else and they get a bigger paycheck. So it's easy to not be sympathetic to them and maybe they don't really deserve our sympathy, but um, everyone wants to spend the holidays with their family. And when it uh, is disallowed by them having to work, um, you have less sympathy for them than a lot of the people who also have to work and aren't doing it for millions of dollars to be on TV. But it's still like, I'm not going to dismiss a player if yeah, they say, sure. fuck this, I don't want to be playing on Christmas. Yeah, um, I also think it's, it's like... Legit. I, I think it's not legit. I think they, that that there's lots of people out there that have to work on, on Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's, and they get paid minimum wage sure. uh, to do it, and to have petulant athletes say, I don't want to play, by, get paid millions of dollars to play on a, on a holiday where that more people than usual can can watch it and expect to watch it as part of like their holiday tradition. Interesting. I also think it's like, if you're really serious about like, I need to have a lot of turkey with my family, it's like, you could do it the day after or the day before. This like, is true. You do have like some work around that schedule. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, and like you have them certainly the means to pull it off. And right. I mean like, in, especially in terms of Christmas, it's like, it's a morning event. Like yeah. you can easily do it the day before or the day after. I mean, when I was working as a ski instructor, we were expected to take, if not both Christmas and New Year's, to work on both those days, at least one of them. And if we decided we couldn't do either, then we got we'd get fired. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> well, so it's interesting. But I think um, speaking about you, you had mentioned how like it's really important part of people's holidays to be able to watch those sports. Um, so now, kind of switching gears from the athlete perspective to the fan perspective. So how's the game? I have no idea. What? Yeah, I'm just pretending to watch the game so I don't have to help out with stuff. Um, what kind of taking us personally, I think we don't have, we don't have the family that always sat down and watched Thanksgiving football. Um, I don't what understand kind of, what that is. Right. Um, Thanksgiving CTE ball. Um, but what kind of uh, cultural significance do you think that sport carries? And do you think that around the holidays it's something bigger than just having a game on? I think that for a lot of people, at least as I understand it, Thanksgiving football is like a big deal, especially for like Lions fans, where mm-hmm. it's like 
Lions and Cowboys fans, it's like this happens every year, so it's like it's very tradition. much like yeah, it's tradition. It's like every year your favorite team, which you like invest your like heart and soul into, plays right. on this big holiday. I personally, it's like I can't. I don't know how many times I've even watched Thanksgiving football. I mm. remember the only time was the time uh, was I walked into the kitchen once and they had it on the TV, and it was when Mark Sanchez slid into the back of Vince Wilfork, mm. one of his own center, Nick Mangold, and. Fight on. Yeah. USC. Fight on. Yeah. Mark Sanchez. Roll parts. Yeah. <laughs> Roll parts, yeah. Fight on. Fight on, Roll parts. Um, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I think <clears throat> it's not, for me personally, uh, I, I could give a shit. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, the only tradition, sports-related tradition, that comes coincides with the holiday I think is cool is Patriots Day. I think playing the game in the morning is a really cool thing that Boston has, has been doing for a long time. I think that's a cool thing. Uh and it's regionally located. I think the national ones, I mean, I'm always trying. There's always a million things going on at a yeah. holiday. So I, I don't expect to watch football, nor do I care. And I, I, think, it, I think it comes down <clears throat> a lot to, uh, like, it's not a part of our traditions. So we don't mind it. But if, if stockings were removed from our Christmas, like we lost the stockings and just didn't do it. or Like that would be kind You'd of, that would be ground. annoying because it's always been a tradition for us, right? Be um, new and in the same way, I think people really value their sitting down and watching Thanksgiving yeah. football or Christmas Day basketball with the family. Um, but that said, I think the tradition's important. But I always say about traditions is they're often a, a bad excuse to continue doing shitty things that you used to do. Um, and so you have to be careful of like, yeah, it can hold a lot of significance to you. But remember, it's deeper than that. Like if your sport is not on that day, like cool the point of this is being with family um and yeah. that's radio the last word i would say like i really don't care like i don't care about thanksgiving football i just don't really like football that much anyways but i would say growing up there was kind of something cool about like christmas day basketball it was mm. cool because it, i it would, like they would play earlier and stuff like that and like it would be like four games back to back to back right and even if you didn't watch all of them it's kind of cool to be like oh we're done with presents now the celtics are playing yeah. and like they're like they got like those special new uniforms and all that and right. it is that's like an example of like a holiday tradition that's entirely based around like merchandise and like like certain like brand merchandise merchandising merchandising yeah. so uh th- that's gonna wrap it up there for our subject on uh sports and holidays right. do you watch a sport on a holiday if you do comment below so tell us we'll we'll maybe run a poll and see what we can get yeah, for that no uh so we got a, a special uh, a special lesson for our tool belt that we're really excited about. So roll uh, that intro. Let's yeah hit that shit. Where should we start? The library. Man, what a brain! Wow. Just call me Einstein. Hey, yo, teach. Uh, hey, teach. Uh, I, we have a question. I, I have a question. Please, please. Yes. yes. Uh, so could. I, I missed some notes. Mind. Andrew, you go. <laughs> what are we learning about? We're going to learn about cricket 101. That means basic bullshit. Wow. Oh. In binary. Okay. okay cricket. cricket. It's a team played between two teams. It's a sport played between two teams of 11 players. 11. So you got... 11. 11. Garbage marker. Uh, you got 11 on either side. Okay. First, they'll flip a coin and decide who bats first and who bowls first. Bowling means you're basically... What kind of coin? A euro or a uh, British pound? The uh, traditional is a uh, British pound. Oh, okay. Because of colonialism. Does that that affect uh, with Brexit? Does that change? Uh, No, I think like everything the English do, they're going to just stay stuck in their old ways. So, 
You got two teams of 11. The one chooses to bat and one chooses to bowl. The team that bats will send up two bowlers at a time, one on each side. Really? Oh. Yes. So you got two batters on each side and they'll take turns batting basically based on over. There'll be a bowler- Based on what? On the over. An over is basically a segment of the game. An over consists of it's six- like an inning. Th- Sort of, yeah. Basically, like closer to a baseball inning as we would understand it. Okay. But in, inning is another term in cricket that we'll get to. Uh, over consists of six balls, which is like six balls thrown. So, like a bowler will th- have his six balls thrown to this batter. And let's say the batter doesn't get a hit or doesn't do anything, he just like knocks sure. his ball down. Uh, he, at the end of the over, the bowler will start throwing from the other side, which means uh, this guy will start to uh, okay. bat instead. Okay. He throws from like where the wickets are. So 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 an over is more is like more an like bat. an at bat than yeah. a, an inning because you had said it was an inning. Yes, but we'll get to that. It's okay. a very easy to sport understand sport once you get used to it. Once you understand it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know there. about that. I think cricket's whack. <laughs> a, a batter will bat from about <laughs> a batter will bat from this area, which is called the crease. When he has his foot inside this line, this is basically the play. He's safe inside okay. here. The bowler will have to bowl. He gets a running start up to here, and he has to his foot, his planting foot, his front foot can't go past this line when he throws it. Okay. So. Is he required to get a running start? No, but it's if you when you throw, throw a cricket hard. ball, since you're throwing at such a high angle, you need that running start just to get the momentum into it. You only they run a really far away, but they really only need to run from like here to actually get the speed. It's just okay. easier and like lesser, like takes lesser energy. So, if a now we're getting to hitting. If he, he bowl the ball, if the batter hits it, and it gets in, uh, and he hits it in the air, okay. If he hits it, right, and into play, the batter, the each runner, uh, when then if they want to score a run, run to the other side of the uh, box. Okay, and that's a run. And they both, yeah, and they both have to get in there before the ball is thrown back and hits the wicket and knocks the wicket loose. These okay. are the wickets, by the way. So that's how you get it out, is you beat the ball gets the wicket before, before you the, get inside this the line, into the crease. Okay. Just like wiffle ball, like when we'd throw and hit the chair if you were off. Exactly. Okay. And how, what's the distance between the two wickets? It's, I would say it's like, um, a li- it's like feet. maybe like 70% of uh, mound to the plate. Okay. So, so it's, it's not, like 50, so it's, 40, 50, it's pretty 50, close. 40, 50, it's pretty close. And you see it. The one thing is the batters do wear big knee pads, helmets, gloves. They have to carry the bat with them. Also, when you're in the oh. crease, Ooh. also when you're in the crease, to be safe in the crease, you have to the bat has to be touched down on the ground in the crease. Oh wow! So when they're sliding back in, you can like kind of slide the bat in front of you, and as long as it's hitting the ground in there before the ball hits the wicket, you're safe. Do people ever side note? But do people ever like uh, pole vault themselves accidentally with their bat? Uh, no. Run themselves through? <laughs> not not at the high levels. I, I haven't I haven't watched too much amateur cricket. <laughs> So, but he has watched some. They can <laughs> run back and forth as much as they want to score until one of them are out, and that's called oh, getting slow now. Okay. Uh, I know, like baseball. Now, the one uh, exception to this to the, just the keep running forever and ever is this is the cricket pitch, and these are the borders. If they hit a ball that goes out of the border on the ground, okay. so like it rolls out, because the borders are about like two inches high and like they're sloped. Okay. So like if you get a ball there, it's going to go over almost certainly. Right. That's worth four points, and they don't have to run. Oh, wow. And they, of course, reset where they were. And if you hit it in the air over, that's a six. Six Six points. What's the the distance? 
Um, it's entirely different cricket uh, pitch to pitch. They're much shorter than home runs, but it, they can range from anywhere to like uh, like 100. Like it can be as short as like 120 meters in professional to like all the way up to like 200 meters. 120 meters is still pretty far. Yeah. yeah well, actually, I should say it's less than that. I, I, they give inconsistent measurements right, when I watch right. it. But so like, it's really different range. Pitches are never full of perfect circle either. They'll often be kind of ovals that you can sometimes refer to as ovals rather than actual just pitches. So yeah, so those are the uh, different ways you can score. Now we're gonna go over the different ways you can get out. So. Boomerang gets another one. Jasmine Boomerang. And uh, a lovely push from Mark. Oh, what? <laughs> so, hey, Teach, could you go over how people get out? What's going to yeah. be on the test? <laughs> All of this. Uh, you would need. You'll be required to remember the 1955 uh, champion English cricket test team. Easy. Don't not to be confused with the ODI team. We'll get to that later. Right. Okay. So ways to get out. There's a lot, basically, but there are main ones. The, f the most basic one is called a wicket, which will be abbreviated with a W. That's when the ball directly hits the wickets. It can also glance off of the So players. you swing and a miss? Uh, swing and a miss or a foul tip or like hits okay. off the leg and hits the wickets. That's just a straight wicket. It's not the most usual, but it is like, it's uh, the most like, like simple and iconic. The most usual one is a LBW, which is a leg before a wicket. Because when a batter is uh, protect batting at the wicket, they're kind of staying like basically in front of it. But the rule is, you can only protect the wicket with your bat. You can't protect it with your body. You then you got leg before <laughs> wicket. It's when the ball would have come in and would have hit the batter, but it hits him in the legs without hitting the bat first, and uh, would have hit the wickets. He's out. Cool. That's the most common. Then the other most common, and the other one that's simple enough to understand is just getting caught. It's if you hit it in the air, and it gets caught in the air by a fielder. No which, gloves, right? No gloves. Fielders are kind of a, like staggered all around. Sure. Uh, like are eleven of them. No positions. Uh, in fact, if you you can only have eleven in, so the fielders will swap in and out to be the bowlers. Basically, after each over, because you cannot a bowler cannot uh, do more than one over in a row. This makes it seem like there's eleven overs. Uh, but anyways, so and then thrown out, which we talked about earlier. If you're outside of the boundaries and the ball hits the wicket. Which usually will be done by like kind of someone like Ali Ubedin from afar. Gotcha. Uh, that's an out. Okay, so <laughs> forms of uh, cricket. Uh, there's three forms that really yeah, at all. There's test. There's ODI. This is important. And there's T20. There's a test. T20 <laughs> is for 2020, which is to refer to there are 20 overs for each team. Okay. So that means you, it's the shortest form of cricket that's like commonly played. Uh -huh. It's each team only That'd gets 20. Like really yeah, exactly. Game. You only, I mean, you can do the math. It's 120 balls where you have to score as many runs as possible. It means that the players are the most aggressive and uh, least defensive. And the bowlers are also more aggressive because they have more opportunities to get by them. They're not just trying to trick them. It's a lot more just like direct. I'm trying to hit, get past you. And this, so this is the one that has the most score, the most scoring per over and the like most action. It's the easiest to watch for someone who doesn't normally watch cricket. ODI is one day international, which is to mean each team gets 50 overs. So it's some, it's a little less more defensive. 50 overs is a lot of time and it takes, these games take about eight hours. 
as opposed to these take like three to four, like a long baseball game. So these get 50 overs. Test cricket, however, has unlimited overs, and that's why, and that's its hallmark. Is that, is that, the, is that the, the purest form of cricket? That is the purest form of cricket, and it's the one that is considered the most serious and the most important. This is the one where, like, a good cricketer means he's good in test. If you're just good in T20, you're just like a slugger, and like, you're not good at, you're not like a true cricket player. Kareem Garcia. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so test cricket, in theory, can go on forever. But in general, when it's played, it has like a five-day limit. So test cricket, you go on forever. And the only, the only way... Oh, I forgot about this. The, other, the, the only way that a team can get out, which is in all forms, besides running out of overs, is you lose all 10 wickets. Because that means you can no longer... You only have 11 players, so you can only have... Uh, you can't have your two batters there. Right. So... 10 wickets means you're out. That's the, like, mark of, like... And you're, like, done for the game? No, you're that, a wicket means you're done inning? for the inning. Okay. That's also part of test. Test has two innings, which means one team gets to bat until they run out of wickets, the other team gets to bat until they run out of wickets, then the first team gets to bat again, and the other team again. And that's the whole game. So, to, this means it can go forever. That's test cricket is, uh, infamously, it's like, oh, it goes it Is goes wicket more spelled than one with an O, or was that a misspelling? That's an E. Ah. Uh... 10 wickets. <laughs> so, test cricket, in theory, goes forever. It's the purest form. It's called test, literally, because it's supposed to be, like, a test of your, like, abilities and strength and, like, mental composure. Right. This is extremely defensive. You'll rarely see people take ch any chances whatsoever. This is entirely in the favor of the batter, and the pit, and it's the bowler's job to try and get the batter out, because what he has to do is figure out a way to get this guy to fuck up so hard that he loses a wicket in an infinite test game. Two questions for you, Teach. Uh, number one, um, what, um, what are a couple of, like, players that we should look out for? And uh, number two, uh, where do you watch cricket? Uh, okay, so, ways to watch cricket is... ES ESPN3 uh, owns contracts, I believe, of New Zealand international cricket and some West Indies cricket and some English county cricket. The, for, the latter two being played in T20 form. English, the New Zealand cricket, you'll get these two mostly. Okay. And they'll be against other countries. Uh, players to look out for, it, it's really like, depends on the team, but far and away, at least in my opinion, I don't think this is controversial. There's an Indian guy currently named Virat Kohli who might be the baddest motherfucker of all time. He's just incredibly, like, consistent. He, like, he's not, like, at all flashy, but he's just, like, wildly smart, like, one of the smartest batters maybe ever. Uh, he's on what is at least still by some considered the best cricket team, India. And then uh, other ones, I, I'm mostly familiar with English cricket, and I'll tell you that uh, big dick Johnny Bairstow, uh, has, he's a veteran, but he's really kind of like come into like this like era where he's like always going to be the best player on England right now. Okay. In an era where like kind of old people, the old veterans are fading out and like they're trying to find new youngsters to come okay. in. So these are both mostly batters. Uh, it's not a great time for bowling, <laughs> for like great bowlers. There are some legends like uh, Morali, who was uh, Sri Lankan and far and away the best. Oh no, he's Bangladeshi. And he was far and away the best, uh, in my opinion, the best spin ball of all time. Okay. Well, uh... Where does T fit into this? T10? Oh! oh. oh. So, 
ODI only has a break in between uh, each team's batting. Test cricket, though, every single day has two breaks. They have lunch and tea. So they'll, play, they'll get up... When do they start playing? They start playing in the morning. They, it's, like an eight hour, it's like an eight to ten hour day. So they usually start playing at like... In like nine to dark, usually. Like they, they usually they end the day when it's dark. So uh, they'll play... They'll get up at like, let's say, nine. Then at like one... That's lunchtime, and then at three is tea time, and then they play for the rest of the night. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time that we take our tea break, and we'll be right back to you with our next story, huh? Thanks so much, Reed. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Reed. Oh, it is. You're going to get all of your bodies here. He's going to hit the wall. 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 And then he's going to hit the wall. Now he's going to knock one right out of the pit. He's going to roll right out of the pit. And it'll be four points. Four points. Four points. And then he's going to roll back. He's going to six points. So that was Reed F. Baby. Please say the motherfucker. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much, Reed, for, for getting us schooled on cricket. I don't know that I'm going to be watching it. You're going to be tuning into the next cricket. Uh, what do you, I'm sorry, I forgot what you call them. Uh, match. Match. Yeah. Right. Uh, when Next time I got 37 hours on my hands, I will, I'll make sure to make a point of it. Um, okay. You got tea time in between, so. Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. So, yeah. oh, there yeah. you go. Don't... Can can you Americanize it with a can of water? Coming to you live with our cans of water. Andrew, say three words about PBR. So, PBR, an American tradition, when whether you're eating spaghetti out of the bathtub <laughs> or chasing down your sister for sleeping with your next door neighbor with a shotgun, remember, PBR is a family. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew. So our second topic of the day um, is one that I actually resisted because I thought that it was uh, something we would agree upon and it was ridiculous. But when we realized there was actually some debate and disagreement around it, we decided to go with this. Um, The question is, are, are professional video gamers athletes and is professional video gaming if that's what it's even called a sport um a sport i want to start with the second part because you've got the second part last i want to yeah i want to take the second part last is video is professional video gaming a sport what do you need it for it to be a sport do you need it to be athletic to be a sport that's a good point what's the criteria um i i think that it i would need it to involve athleticism i think what is it what if it makes billions of dollars and like millions and millions of people watch it and pay for it every year is the stock market a sport millions and millions of people don't uh competitively watch the stock market i would would disagree disagree with that (laughs) is there team fandom and regional fandom in the stock market maybe not exactly is do you buy lots so you of need, stock market merchandise? So that would be a question, I guess. Do you, a fan base maybe be an important part of professional yeah. sports? There and needs to be a, a viable fan base. So, um, uh, in I, terms of the sport and the money and the following, I, I cut you off. Like, just examples are there's uh, recently a tournament called uh, the International Eight for a game called uh, Defense of the Ancients to the prize pool for the number one team is they made $20 million for winning oh. the tournament. And also recently a very uh, traditionally sport uh, organized league called the Overwatch League just happened where the prize pool was $2.5 million and the uh, revenue was said to 
uh, go like 150% above uh, projections. And uh, the buy-in for new teams this year was, I believe, $15 million. Wow. So, um, so what about... Um, so if we're talking about uh, professional athletes, I think we... Uh, professional sports, uh, professional video games... Uh, we should really break it down exactly what sport, what what video game we're talking to, talking about, because there's really in my mind only one that one that is by far the most competitive, the most people watch it. The, you know, and I would say that's League of Legends. Yeah, League of Legends. Uh, do you know anything about it? So uh, very little. It's a five on five strat. It's basically a strategy game. It kind of looks like Age of Empires in terms of that perspective, but you control a single character. And it's a very complex game. Like, there's a lot of layers to strategy and just, okay. like, there's, like, a bunch of different characters who all have different But it's a real-time strategy it's, game. It's a real-time strategy game with five, okay. uh, with two teams of five going against each other. It has pretty much the biggest following. Dota 2, which I referenced, is basically the same game but made by a different company. Okay. And so, yeah, but League of Legends, definitely the most competitive and it has the most structure around it. There's uh, leagues in North America, South America, Europe... Asia. Are the tournaments te- do the tournaments get televised? Is there like a yes. TV? They get televised and they are mostly broadcast on Twitch, which is the like gaming streaming website okay. where they are. It's all interfaced already to like right. watch the game be played. Um, I know my friends, uh, a couple of my friends. So the the worlds, the world championship happens in the fall for League of Legends, and they they push around their schedule so they can be sitting at their computer to watch people play this really? video game. Yeah. More so than I do to clear my schedule to watch like the World Series. I, I gotta say, I, I I wish I could continue to argue with you. I I feel like I just this is an area that I'm so far removed from that like many things like cricket that I don't know how big it is because it's just not a part of my world. Well, and let so, me ask you uh, this because as big as it is and as much as much as it's growing, all these different sports. Like, and the, again, a thing about video games is that there's so many different kinds of competitive video games. Sure. So in theory, there's like, you find the one that fits you. Like, yeah. I don't love League of Legends or Dota, but I love watching like competitive Super Smash Brothers or like okay. Overwatch, which I reference because I'm... Overwatch is just like a shooter and it's right. like much easier to follow. But what I ask you is, does just having a lot of money being put into it and like a pretty big following, even though it's still niche, does that like justify it for you as being a sport? I mean... See, I was trying to think over here of, of another criteria for me, like that makes something sport. Um, like, I guess if this is if there's another category specifically for professional gaming that would include like poker, for instance, mm-hmm. sports that like sports that do not involve any involve any sort of aerobic activity. Um, I there's a part of me that wants to say that there should there is a divide like where poker and gaming would fit into one category and that like things that involve sweating are like are sports um right maybe they're subsections of sport and maybe they can both be considered sport i guess i would need to look up what is like an academic definition of sport and does that fit in i'd be comfortable with calling it a sport and just but i i do feel like there is two subsections one that involves putting on nice clothes like athletic gear so realistically, I don't think like I would personally like I don't I don't think I personally like watching like a, a tournament. Uh, I would be interested if it was like a game I, I liked a lot. If, right. Like, but I don't know that I'd clear my schedule. Um, would I watch a NBA Live two thousand three tournament? Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing about it is I think what a disconnect that comes from esports to sports is what are the sports you most enjoy the ones you've played right. 
Like you yeah. love baseball and basketball sure. because that's what you grew up playing. You even like can appreciate football and soccer because you played those too. Sure. The thing about video games is it's hard to... You, you can like just lump them all together and be like, I don't get video games. But like you might like en- enjoy watching Super Smash Bros. just because you've played that for so long and you right. have a basic yeah, yeah, understanding yeah. of how it works. The strategy and... Yeah, exactly. And, and like like you said, you made the joke about NBA Live, but you understand that game so right. much no, that you would be like, oh, they're doing something proximity. that I can like understand. Right. And so it's like any sport, like you watch... If you never, I know people who are like never watch soccer and they're like, oh, it's a terrible sport. Like, right. it's not hard. It's like not athletic because they've never played it and you don't, right. you can't conceptualize. Like, I don't understand football really because I've never tried it. I don't, I can't conceptualize how hard it is to catch a ball that drops in your hands. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I think um, a foundational principle, if you will, of this podcast is um, trying to make our picks bigger. And uh, my picture of the world doesn't necessarily involve a lot of context around it professional gaming but um between cricket and this i i too have to say like i'll give you the dub and just say you made my pick really big during this time i Um, also think it's important to note and we should wrap it up here uh it's important to note that uh like also you any of us feel like we could sit down and play a video game and after a few hours become good at it like good enough to beat the game these people are like like these motherfuckers yeah like but these people are on another level like anyone can kind of like if you put enough hours learn how to throw a wiffle ball and hit it with a bat and catch it and Uh like eventually you like it's a little bit slower to grow that skill but eventually you do end up getting that skill Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that after like doing like a ten thousand hours to use the malcolm gladwell thing they're gonna be jose altuve Right. You know what I mean? The, right, the, these right. people are like on a higher echelon. They, their reaction time is just a little bit quicker than people uh-huh. like lay people like us. Yeah, hand, uh, reaction time, uh, hand-eye coordination. Just sounds like it's even like kind of fast twitching your hands. Just some some like in, yeah, in terms of fighting games, it's all about like decision making and how fast you can do things and how consistently you can do things, which are like to, yeah. like it's a series of button presses and like movements that like you have to like nail to do a certain thing in like a very short window. Word. Well, retupect to the uh, to the to these gamers, man. Uh, shout out. Uh, I I'll call it a sub a subdivision of sport that also encompasses poker and things like that. But I, I will I'll I'll take I'll call it a subdivision of sport. I'm okay. um, a non aerobic sport. Um, so that's maybe. been our second segment. Uh, I think an interesting conversation and really one where I just got taken to school on something I don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. So f- fun fact about this is that. For some reason, when I was setting up my Bleacher Report, yeah. I also somehow engaged e-gaming. Okay. So, so occasionally, I'll nice. get like like these these updates about e-gaming, like dun, 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 right, dun, dun. Dota has dropped <laughs> XXX379 right. from yeah. gaming for the next season. I'm just like, Man. okay. XXX379 has been kind of walking a thin line listen, for a listen. while, though. <laughs> he had a lot of potential coming into the 2012 season, but, like, how long could he hate Otto with the attitude problem? It's just like, listen, yeah. it's he a was a, He was a locker room, a clubhouse problem. Let me say, if uh, a team wants to take a chance, a team needs to take a chance, I would be okay with it. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Among other stupid things we know how to do, we're going to do some bold predictions. Yep. Okay, uh, hmm. so we have also guest programming on this. But we'll let you go first, Reed. What's your bold prediction? My bold prediction in uh, the heat of uh, postseason, seeing Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 600 foot bombs in uh, smaller league stadiums. Vladimir Guerrero will have an underwhelming career. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jr. He will have one, an underwhelming career. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. well, he's, I don't know. I feel like he could under. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will have an underwhelming career. Interesting. I hope not because I, 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 I would so. love I it. Um, I hope so. He's, he's on the Blue Jays. He has to play the Red Sox. Facts. He'll get traded. Um, 
But uh, no, that's, that's an interesting one. So I'll, I'll go ahead and take mine. Um, I say that uh, Gordon Hayward, who's averaging 10 points a game this year, um, we haven't talked about the Celtics in a little while, um, but they've had a disappointing season. So I've been far. So far. So far. Uh, I still am not panicking at all, but I, I have been disappointed. Gordon Hayward has looked like someone who just really isn't that good, to be honest. But I think before the new year, he will have a 30-point game and will really start to come into himself, and I, I think we'll start to see see him come back. He's taken too long, 15 months. You should have gotten your shit together, but I do still think he's not all the way there. Um, and we have to remember how horrific his injury was. I think he's going to score 30 before the new year and kind of be that guy again. In my bold prediction on a much more optimistic <clears throat> note, Donald Trump will declare war on an on a Asian power before Christmas. Uh, just to be positive. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. <laughs> Thailand, we're looking at you. <laughs> Cambodia. Myanmar, Sorry. stay on watch. So uh, yes. we've now got uh, our final bold prediction coming to you from the Mamba Morada, the British Banshee, the uh, attorney, MCPW attorney at law, uh, coming to you from uh, Michigan, where the men make marmalade um hit us okay well we're not a whole pbr family i i like airborne in water that's my mm. drink of choice i, li- I, li- um, I like a little a tiny bit of beer in water <laughs> bold prediction you're gonna have to wait a little bit for this one but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it donald trump no second term mm. Ooh, not if mine comes true <laughs> it's been it's been a pleasure Hopping into your earphones and your airwaves for, for a brief time today, as always. Adios, it was no, really no, good no, talking no, to you. No, 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 no. Adios, bye, ciao. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, Mr. Lackey, what are we going to do tonight? We're going to have to write out. <laughs>